Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Do you really want to know? It might make you uncomfortable and you even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep. Here's the truth. You're under attack. We all are. Our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is, they're only successful because we refuse to pay attention. For centuries, even millennia, they've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes and hidden the truth behind cascading waves of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former Police Sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, we'll find them. Now, wake up. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fusion Cell. Happy, I guess, post-Thanksgiving. We have Jeremy Brown on the line calling in from Citrus County Jail in Florida. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope uh, everyone enjoyed your um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, enjoyed the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving on record. I mean, that's what I was told by a very good friend of mine. In fact, don't believe me. Here, here, Here's my good friend to tell you, uh, just to verify, so that you know that this isn't a conspiracy theory, the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving on record. Back as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. <laughs> I look at all the press for that. Chris is particularly excited about that. I can see. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, and, and we all know that if yeah, Joe Biden says it, it must be true, right? So congratulations, everybody. Uh, again, with all that extra money you have, feel free to go to jeremybrowndefense.com and uh, yeah, throw some of that extra savings uh, so that we can fight these demons in court. Speaking of demons in court, Jen, I've not had a very good week. Uh, not at all. In fact, I was what's, what's very on? angry today, as you know, because I called and vented to you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not been a good a good week uh, in the courtroom. Uh, I've also been a little bit sick, probably with some new uh, Chinese-engineered biological weapon that was funded by uh, the U.S. government. But uh, I, instead of using Pfizer or some uh, medication that was designed to kill me, I just did what yeah, everybody should try sometime. Let your actual natural immune system take care of it. Uh, that and a couple of cough drops. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would describe, uh, why I've had such a bad week. Um, but I think it would be better if I just revealed to you the secret footage of Monday's status hearing in my case, because I mean, words just can't do it justice. So uh, Jen, I know that we were not allowed to show courtroom footage because the government never wants us to see how our judicial system actually works, but I was able to sneak a camera into Monday's status hearing 
Uh, and so if, if you could, if you've got that footage, can you please play it for the, the viewers? Absolutely. Joe was arrested for not paying his hospital bill and not having his UPC tattoo. He would soon discover that in the future, justice was not only blind, but had become rather retarded as well. I'm fixing to commensurate this trial here. We're going to see if we can't come up with a verdict up in here. Now, since y'all say you ain't got no money, we have proprietarily obtained for you one of them court-appointed lawyers. So put your hands together and give it up for Rico Pendejo. You're my lawyer? Says here you uh, robbed a hospital. Why'd you do that? Yeah, I'm not guilty. That's not what the other lawyer said. I mean, what the, listen, you got to get me on the stand, okay? I can explain everything. We can take him to your house. We'll show him the Shut pod up. that I came here. Shut up! Shut up! Nah. Prosecutor, why you think you done it? Okay, number one, your honor. Just look at him. <laughs> he talks like a fine, too. <laughs> and B, we've got all this, like, evidence of how, like, this guy didn't even pay at the hospital. And I heard that he doesn't even have his tattoo. I know. And I'm all, you gotta be shitting me. But check this out, man. Judge should be like, guilty. Peace. Jackson! What are you objectifying on? Come on, just get me on the stand. Now. Okay. Um, Your Honor, mm. I object that this guy also broke my apartment to shit. Yeah. What? And you know what else? I object that he's not gonna have any money to pay me after he pays back all the money he stole from the hospital. Don't say I stole, you're my lawyer. And I object, I object that he interrupted me while I was watching all my balls. That is not okay to arrest my case. Brother, I'm pretty sure we have a mistrial here, sir. I'm gonna mistrial my foot up your ass, you don't shut up. No, please listen. Please listen. <laughs> I didn't steal anything. I was part of an army experience. Joe stated his case logically and passionately, but his perceived effeminate voice only drew big gales of stupid laughter. Without adequate legal representation, Joe was given a stiff sentence. Meanwhile. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you just saw it. I mean, that's uh, actual uh, covert taken footage from my hearing on on monday so see not only am i battling uh the judge the prosecution but my own my own uh defense team it's uh it's it's amazingly frustrating um and uh yeah so it's kind of got me down a little bit but uh luckily we have more biden shenanigans that we can talk about maybe maybe i don't know is he spending money in other countries that he shouldn't be jim there's something going on in Angola, I hear. Apparently, China just built the first railway to cut across the African continent east to west, linking the Atlantic and the Indian Oceans. So 
a train traveled 4,300 kilometers from Tanzania to Angola on Tuesday. And you might be wondering, asking yourself, what's in Angola? Well, apparently (laughs) there's a, well, let's, let's hear it from, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. And then I'll tell you. Give me one second. Here's John Kirby saying it in the nicest way possible. Real quickly on Angola, as you know, President Biden is hosting President Lorenko of Angola later this afternoon. He's looking forward to this meeting very, very much. The U.S.-Angola relationship has flourished over the course of this year through frequent and productive senior-level engagements between our two countries, including in September when Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin became the first ever sitting Secretary of Defense to visit Angola and to talk to them about mutual security opportunities, particularly in the maritime environment. President Biden looks forward to capping off a historic uh, year in this bilateral relationship by discussing all of the things uh, that we can do with President Lorenko to strengthen uh, our uh, our cooperation and our relationship with Angola, not just in the security environment, but but economically, diplomatically as well. They're a strategic partner and a growing global voice on issues of peace and security. We're particularly grateful to Angola for its very principled stand on the conflict in Ukraine and the role that President Lorenko is playing to advance solutions to conflicts elsewhere on the continent. Angola and the United States are expanding our economic cooperation at record speed, including pursuing additional investments through the president's flagship partnership for global infrastructure and investment to build quality, sustainable infrastructure that connects Angola to uh, to global markets. And of course, we'll have a readout of that uh, uh, meeting. Okay, so just one thing that he said there so that it, I want to make sure everybody caught it, that they're helping with Ukraine. I actually didn't hear that one before. But let's hear from Biden. This is him talking to the president of Angola. And we look forward to discussing the bilateral issues that uh, concern our two countries. Africa, one billion people. Critically important how it functions for the whole world. África é um continente de um bilhão de pessoas e é de importância crítica para o mundo inteiro. No country more important than Angola. There's no country more important than Angola. What could be going on there? <laughs> Jen, stop his off roll. <laughs> Hold on. One more. One more from Biden. Then I'm then I'm tapped out on Angola. And then I'll tell you why we're there. Let me add him to the stage. Oh, there he is. And we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, Atlantic. one of the largest solar plants in the world. I could go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm going off script. Oh my god! Okay, so the um. All right, so let me go ahead. Let me just make sure I understand this. China built the railroad to Angola. Yes. Yes. Okay, now we're going to get involved with Angola too, and then we're going to help additionally build the railroad 
which seemingly would help you China, right? Because they built the original 4,000 kilometer portion of it. And then we're also going to build a solar something or another, which I'm pretty sure wouldn't that also help China? Uh, that's right. But once you start seeing China as a business partner, Jeremy, more than an enemy, things start to make more sense. Well, I mean, if I didn't know any better, I would say that China must have been given Biden millions of dollars in kickbacks in order to benefit. I don't know. Good thing we don't have. Yeah, good thing we don't have any evidence of that. So uh, let me call back before we end up giving all of our taxpayer dollars to Angola. Sounds good. The caller has hung up. Now, while I have you here, I have to tell you about a great stocking stuffer that you can get for the holidays. It's 16 ounces of pure South Carolinian, South Carolinian honey. And you can get that at makehoneygreatagain.com. 16 ounces, pure raw honey. There's your individual bottle right there. You can click right there. It'll take you to the checkout. You got one item in your bag. Let's go to the checkout. And there it is. If you put in J6 Green Beret, $5 of your purchase will go towards Jeremy's Legal Defense Fund. So it makes a great stocking stuffer. We have some other promos coming up. Uh, but Unknown caller. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com would be a good, great place to start. You will add Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press one. To refuse this free thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right, so Jen, this is the value of our little interludes between phone calls, right? Because during uh, just reconnecting, um, to quote the old Blues Clues song, I figured it out. I figured it out. <laughs> With a pencil and a pad, I figured it out. We, can, we have all this extra money to support Angola and all the things that would help China because we just experienced the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving in history. So, oh. yeah, uh, that's the benefit of taking that little break to call back. So I'm glad we figured that out. Man, I love Biden. He's awesome. He's just so transparent and, uh, you know, forward thinking. A lot of forward thinking strategies for success, I'd say. Look, if he was any more retarded, he would be the judicial system. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so apparently what else is in Angola are the the minerals needed to make EV batteries. And so they're making EV batteries there. When you, when you think about these batteries, think cannot be recycled, child labor, uh, working in the mines all day, that kind of stuff is true. So that's going on there. And now they're going to be producing solar panels. That's what the United I, States I, of America is I up to. Feel, I kind of feel like you might be trying to throw shade 
on the Biden administration as if U.S. government funding, of which Biden has no control over because, see, when I read my Constitution, uh, it said that the legislature controls the budget. But let's just set that aside. It sounds like you're trying to accuse the Biden administration of supporting child labor violations that might be committed by Angola. I mean, that's pretty drastic. I mean, I don't know if the Fusion Cell Legal Lawsuit Fund can sustain uh, defamation suits by Ray Epps, um, transgender pregnancy claims, uh, the, you know, the rising sea levels uh, of melting iceberg uh, reward program and the Biden administration coming after you personally, because we're going to, of course, conduct a clandestine operation and deny the operation of you defaming the Biden administration ever happening, but we can definitely not actually be blamed for it. Um, I don't know if our, our legal defense fund can handle that, but hey, it was the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving on record, so there's lots of money out there. I mean, the United States government obviously cares a lot about children. They care about human trafficking in the border and, and definitely uh, you know, child labor across the world. Jen, if it's one thing that uh, people can say about America, it's that we wouldn't have murdered 75, well, is it 75 or 85, 65, a, a few million babies without actual love and concern for them. Mm. Yeah, I have no, I have no defense for that. <laughs> you got nothing there. I got nothing. Got nothing on the babies. Look, it's like I tell, it's like I tell all my fellow inmates, right? The answer to any question in jail is that they don't love us, right? Anything, right? Why is the mail late? Why did we not get newspapers? Why is the food late? Why is it too cold in here? It's because they don't love us. And see, this is actually the same answer that you can um, answer any question about the federal government as well. Uh, they don't love us. But have no fear because I have an earth-shattering constitutional suit that we'll discuss next week. I've discovered a constitutional suit that could actually fit everything if somebody would just have the fortitude to bring it but uh, like i said we'll discuss it next week because i think this week we have another episode of as the false narrative turns yes. uh, also known as war logan's hockey series on january 6th and what do we have please tell me we have part three of rehab yes we sure do and oh, it's yes. a compelling story Let's get to it.
When federal agents go undercover these days, there's often more than one. That's how you end up with at least five FBI agents and informants in a tiny right-wing militia in Michigan, supposedly plotting to kidnap the governor, only to find out there were more informants and undercover agents than kidnappers. And in April 1991, according to senior counterterrorism expert J.M. Berger, agents posed as members of an invented racist militia group called the Veterans Aryan Movement, whose cover story was that they robbed armored cars to buy weapons and support their extremist ideology. But it's not just the right. The FBI also has a history of infiltrating left-wing groups like Occupy Cleveland. Six anarchists were arrested in 2012 for plotting to blow up a bridge in Ohio, but in court it emerged they were led by an FBI informant. And when we started looking into the role of government agents and informants on January 6, it seemed as if there wasn't much political will to find real answers. Wherever there was trouble to be found outside the Capitol on January 6, there was also a decent chance you could find Ray Epps. The self-declared Trump supporter from Arizona wasn't just directing people. He was at the first main breach around 12.52 p.m. with what the Department of Justice described in the statement of offense from his case as the vanguard of rioters, trespassing on restricted grounds and whispering into the ear of a man named Ryan Samsel, who's in prison for what he did seconds later. Then Epps joined the flood of rioters, who stormed through the downed barricades and breached the first line of defense, according to the DOJ. A short way down the path, when rioters took down more barricades, the DOJ said Epps continued to penetrate the restricted grounds and headed for the West Plaza, also a restricted area. Thanks to his tall frame and red hat, you can make him out. I just want to say, Jeremy, just so that you know what that video is showing, it, not just them breaking down the barricades, but they're they're moving the barricades over a cement wall so that people coming up can't see them, that they've been removed. Right. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not just push them over so you can walk over or just move them to the side, right? No, because you have to hide them, Jen. Yes. Don't you know? Because see, if people saw barricades, they might actually stop. And then that would spoil the whole plan. But, okay. Yeah. Just wanted to let you know. Amidst the crowd at these barriers, where he is once again in the first group to break through and get past the police. After that, he's seen all along the defensive police line, walking up and down and here and there. Part commander, part peacemaker. They're not the enemy. As noted by the media, the DOJ and the January 6th committee, who have all come to the defense of Ray Epps. And there's one thing that hasn't come up as much in interviews or under oath. We have video 
of Ray Epps holding up this huge magazine, steel magazine, and he's actually helping push it. Some of the men who were touching that sign, they're in prison today. Jim Hoft runs the Gateway Pundit, an online news site that's been a thorn in the side of progressives and establishment censors ever since he started blogging some 20 years ago when the internet was still fairly new. Few have devoted as much time to covering January 6th as Hoft and his team of reporters, who've published well over a thousand stories in two and a half years. He told us they were one of the first to report on the possibility, still unconfirmed, that Ray Epps may be an informant. A couple of these guys touched it because it went over their head and they didn't want to get hit in the head. Um, it got pushed at police. No police officer was injured, but these, these people were still sent to prison. So they're in prison today for this. Ray Epps is pushing the sign and he was never arrested for that, right? So it's just another incident of Ray Epps, sus this suspicious activity. The media won't report this, but uh, we have the footage and be glad to share it with you. Hoft did share the footage with us and you can see the sign going over the crowd as he described. Here, Epps reached up and touched it for about 10 seconds and then made this gesture with his hand signaling toward the Capitol and the police. As the sign passed and changed direction, Epps can be seen on camera, pushing it towards the line of officers, and then joined in in pushing the crowd forward. We couldn't ask him about this because he didn't respond to our requests for an interview, and his attorney declined. There's no doubt about Epps touching the sign. That was confirmed by the DOJ and Ray Epps himself. In the statement of offense he signed when he pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge for disorderly conduct on restricted grounds in September of this year. It said he touched the sign with both hands and specifically mentioned the hand signal seen on camera, where Epps pointed forward toward the line of offices several times. The government offered no explanation for what that meant and did not address Epps pushing the sign at police an act that got others charged with various offenses, including assault. Also not in dispute, the fact that Epps was pushing with the crowd. According to the statement, a group of rioters, including Epps, pushed forward, leaning their bodies on each other. Again, no explanation was offered. Ray Epps denies being uh, a source or an undercover or anything, you know, says it's all nonsense, not true in the least. His wife says the same, so does his attorney. Why don't you believe him? Oh, I think um, it's the strangest story, isn't it? Here you have um, the January 6th committee. You have the media defending this man who's clearly leading efforts to get people inside the Capitol. How does anyone prove that someone is a confidential source for law enforcement, whether it's Department of Homeland Security, JTTF, Joint Terrorism Task Force, FBI, um, ATF, right? Or as we found out, even TAB. I mean, how do you find out? These agencies are never going to admit it. You know, I think the what, what's interesting is... Um, Ray Epps had threatened to sue some people. He right? has sued some people. He, he needs to put his money where his mouth is. In a series of news reports, 
Hofton the Gateway Pundit traced what happened to other protesters who touched the sign and ended up in prison. Brad Smith, who was 24 years old when he was raided by the FBI, got an assault charge and almost three and a half years for placing his hands on the sign for a few seconds and a conspiracy charge for texting with friends about saving D.C., according to his mother. One of his friends, Marshall Neef, a young father from Pennsylvania with severe mental health issues, also got close to three and a half years for, according to the DOJ, carrying a wooden club and participating in hoisting and pushing a large metal sign frame into a defensive line of offices. 30-year-old Thomas Patrick Hamner pled guilty to one charge for grabbing and you assisting in throwing left. the sign and got 30 months. Jose Padilla from Tennessee and Sean McHugh from California both got six and a half years, or 78 months, for touching the sign and other charges. Show me on the sign where you got touched. All right. Let me call back. This is ridiculous. The caller has hung up. Okay. While he's away, I'm going to give you another little advertisement here, okay? This is going to be for a fundraiser that we're having for Jeremy. So um, the money is, it, the tickets are $99. Any of the, all the ticket money is going to his legal defense fund. Let me get that going here so you can see that. Um, so it's Saturday, December 9th. If anyone's interested, if you can make it, you can donate to his gifts and go for the ticket money and email the fusion cell at protonmail.com and just um, unknown caller send in that you that you paid and then we will tell you the location. We'll add. So with that, you get a dinner, a drink. It will be There's going to be a cash bar, silent auction, be a, a raffle, and, and it is a limited number of tickets. It's going to be an intimate setting, if you will. And it will be in Tampa. You may start the conversation so please now. feel free. All right, I'm back. Okay. Oh, give me one second, sorry. I was I was showing other things. I was trying to get some advertisements in there while you were gone. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> Let's see. There we go. My B, my B, my B. So what? Well, while I'm getting this together, what do you think so far of what you're hearing? Just absolute ridiculousness. Oh, I mean. I I think it's obvious that Ray F had nothing to do with January 6th. I don't even know why we're talking about it. Gotcha. McHugh, a young father, spent two years. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. That would, that would have just been an example of lie, deny, and make counter accusations. Okay. Yes, in prison, waiting for his trial. Vietnam vet Howard Richardson and Alan William Byerly, both from Pennsylvania, also touched the sign, but were imprisoned for unrelated assault charges. Two and a half years later, 
Ray Epps has yet to set foot in jail, although he could get anything from zero to six months for his misdemeanor charge when sentenced in December. In his plea agreement, the Justice Department cited his lack of criminal convictions as a factor in sentencing. We took a closer look and found no convictions, but our search turned up what appeared to be an outstanding arrest warrant in Pennsylvania from 2015. It was, ironically, for the same crime Epps was urging people to commit at the Capitol, criminal trespass. We contacted the victim named in the arresting officer's report, but have withheld her identity for privacy reasons. She declined to comment, but we did reach the judge in the case, Daniel O'Donnell. Case records showed he signed off on two updates, one in July 2022, the other in October of this year. But he stressed the Class C misdemeanor for defiant trespass was minor. Judges in Washington, D.C. seem to have taken a different view. By July this year, they'd sent close to 200 January 6th defendants to prison for trespassing and other charges. Jim Hoft said he's tried to cover as many cases as he can, but it's hard to keep up. Prosecutions and arrests continue to this day. Well, what about Ray Epps saying he gets death threats now and he's afraid for his safety? I think that's tragic. I don't, I don't recommend that for anyone. You know, I don't recommend it for you, for uh, conservatives. I don't recommend it for, for liberals. That's, that's very sad. Right. I've had death threats. I know I've had the police come to my door telling me um, uh, that they got calls from Washington, D.C. and my name is on an Antifa hit list. And so we're going to have somebody sit outside your house for a while because uh, your your name is on this list. Um, so I know how that is. In light of his security concerns, we agreed not to disclose the exact location of Jim Hoft's home in St. Louis, Missouri, where we met. Hoft, now 61, lives with his partner and runs the Gateway Pundit from here. He said it's become one of the biggest online news sites, with almost 3 million page views a day, in spite of the left's best efforts to discredit him and his work. I'm following you. You're in so charge. So here's the, the big office. Yep. And, the nerve uh, center. Yeah. So much for the newsrooms of old. Right. right. See this, this picture there? So my family's from Iowa and my grandfather uh, in World War One, when on Armistice Day, he put up a flagpole when he was a little boy and it was in a town called Herring and everybody moved away from the town. The only thing left today is a flagpole that my grandfather put up, so I bought the town. <laughs> so I own this plot of land with the flagpole, and those are my little nieces. We did a you celebration. You the whole town, yeah. but the whole town is just... A flagpole left. Everything was torn down. Isn't Where, that a great you, little you, Americana story? It's just... This is you, right? You're in yeah. this picture? Yeah. That's you up there? Hoft showed us some of the footage Gateway Pundit has featured in its reporting. His critics love to say he's far-right fake news, but he'll tell you that's because he's exposing what they don't want known or seen. This is a slow motion of the actual flashbang grenades being fired into the crowd. Look at this. And these people have no idea that this is about to blow up in their face. They also don't seem to be doing anything but standing around. Can you yeah. can, can you go back on yeah, that, sure. please, Jim? 
They're just standing around. They're not even looking at the police or anything. They're talking to each other. They're conversing. They have no idea what is about to happen to them. And they're not, they're not pummeling cops. They're not spray painting buildings. What have we learned about January 6th that we learned because of you mm. first? Stories you broke before anyone else. Well, I know our one, one of our writers, uh, exceptional writer, Cassandra Fairbanks, after uh, Officer Sicknick, uh, she was the first one to talk to the family, and she broke some stories about the officer and about the uh, fire extinguisher. I believe Cassandra was the first one to point out that um, after speaking with the family, that it, it he he wasn't hit. Which was a really, huge really story. big story. Huge story. I mean, because the whole narrative of January 6th hinged on Officer Sicknick's death. Because right. he was the only person they claimed had been murdered by protesters. At that time, yes. And it was false. It was a com completely made up. And it not just <laughs> killed, but he was in the head with a fire extinguisher. I mean, that was her story, and they all ran with it. Everyone. Our reporter, Kara Castronova, uh, she interviewed... Um, the gentleman who got pushed off the second story ledge by the police officer. So that footage is clear as day. There's the balustrade and people are climbing up there and a police officer with a blue helmet. Yeah. He's could have killed him. He's lucky to be alive. People, you know, had to drag him away. Was he badly injured? I think he was injured pretty badly. He didn't want to speak about it because he was afraid he was getting arrested. So he didn't talk about it for a long time. This guy. This guy was Derek Vago, a 31-year-old man living in Tennessee who suffered severe foot and spinal injuries and broke his ankle when he hit the ground some 20 feet below. People like him don't usually get to tell their stories to the New York Times, but Jim Hoft will give them a voice and a chance. Most of these people were poor or middle class or lower middle class these weren't people with a lot of money. These were people who went there for the first time. Of the prisoners that I've spoken with, I spoke with an, an attorney a, a week or two ago, and she told me that she believes 90% of these people are on, have uh, attorneys that are appointed to them because they just don't have the money, you know? So public defenders. Yes. Who are typically left leaning or far left in their views. Well, certainly in Washington, D.C. Absolutely. And in most big cities across the country. So you have people whose politics is the exact opposite of those protesting, representing them in court. Absolutely. And somehow they're supposed life. to get a real defense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And we've seen the results of these trials. And it's heartbreaking. And you see a woman who walked through the Capitol with a flag. She's a, a, a former social worker. Um, she dealt with addiction, addictive people. And she carried the flag and she has cancer and they arrest her and, and put her in jail for 60 days because she walked through the Capitol. What kind of sense does that make in this country? How can anyone who has any integrity say that this was a fair sentence? And it's she's not the only one. We've seen a lot of people like that. Would the counter argument to that be, well, they interrupted an official proceeding and they were part of an insurrection? We don't care what people actually did in the Capitol. It's the fact that they were there where they had no legal right to be. 
they can say that, but I mean, you could say the same thing about any Black Lives Matter uh, protests that was going on when they're burning down a building. I mean, these are bogus charges. To me, this is a political hit. Um, it's it's it, it breaks my heart because a lot of these people don't have a pot to piss in. I had mentioned a defendant who just went to court last about two weeks ago. This defendant is camping because he doesn't have any money to stay in a hotel. And so he has to come to Washington D.C. to for face his trial. Trial, but he he has to pay to get himself there, and he has to and he has to pay to eat or stay somewhere. And I put up the story, and it's it's heartbreaking. It's to me, it's absolutely heartbreaking. This is sort of my background. Nine kids in a Catholic family in Iowa. My father was always struggling. He owned a business. I, I can relate to these sorts of things. I can relate to running out of gas, you know, and walking to the gas station and things like that. That's my that's my background. We put up a Gibson Go forum, and I'm very proud of this. Th these stories make me the most happy. And that is that we our audience, God bless them, raised twenty nine thousand dollars for this guy in twenty four or thirty six hours. 29000 they donated so he could stay in a hotel. Well, obviously, that's going to cover more than a hotel. Probably more money than this guy's ever seen in his life. Do you think those uh, people on January 6th were framed? Oh, absolutely. Not a one of them was there for to plan an insurrection. Uh, the, the people were there to protest the election. And I think the only organization, organized activity that day came from uh, many of these, what I, who I believe are operatives. Will we ever know everything? Probably not. But I think there's enough evidence there right now to, to definitively prove that the government and several agencies were involved uh, in the violence that day. How does that absolve people of uh, the violence that took place and uh, so on? Well, that's a great question. I think it's very evident from the video uh, so it's not just that they admitted that they had people in the crowd, but we have video now from some of the operatives. There was one operative, uh, a female operative. She's got a mega megaphone and she's, you know, telling people on the way, walking over to the cab, but we're going inside. We're going inside. He's talking about this woman, Megan Paradise, number nine on the FBI wanted list and seen here holding a baseball she reportedly stole from Nancy Pelosi's office inside the Capitol. Hoft has dubbed her the female Ray Epps because, like Epps, she went too far for others in the crowd who immediately pushed back. If a, if a woman tells you to charge the line, you never charge the line. Charge no, dude, she's up there saying, we need to go. It's like, what are you talking about? And like Epps made a reference to getting arrested. <laughs> Yet she's never been locked up. This lady's like an agent for Crocker's And Paradise was not the only one. This man was identified as Luke Philip Robinson by the far-left site Sedition Hunters, who've been relentless in pursuing January 6 suspects. He was photographed with an earpiece and dubbed hashtag Ginger Gun because he was caught on camera carrying a weapon, his pistol exposed when his shirt got stuck on the back of the grip. That made him one of the few supposed protesters who came armed to the Capitol, which after 9-11 was designated a counter-terrorism zone and has a higher level of security by law, more stringent than the Federal District of Washington, D.C., which has the most restrictive gun laws in the nation. 
Yet like Ray Epps, Robinson was removed from the FBI suspects list and has remained a free man. We traced him through public documents to a business that started in Tennessee and is now based in Arizona. That's where he was in this footage from the JFK report when confronted by another January 6th defendant, Macasia Jackson. You had an earpiece and a firearm, man. That's, that's a, you had a firearm on federal property. That's serious stuff. He appeared uncomfortable and did not answer any of his questions. What's with the earpiece at the Capitol? Where, who were you talking to? Who were you talking to, though? Actually, I want to buy this bike or not. No, thank you. According to at least eight ballistic experts and arms dealers we consulted, the gun he was carrying appeared from what was visible to be a SIG 320 and either the M17 no. or M18 model. On their website, SIG said it was specifically built for the U.S. military. Yes, it was. Oh, man. Gosh. Oh, my God. They suck at this. I, I can't believe it that uh, we're losing to these assholes. All right, let me call back. Okay. The caller has hung up. Things are getting juicy. I can't wait to see Lara Logan's next episode. But while Jeremy's gone and we're talking about these agents being at January 6th, uh, Clay Higgins, Representative Clay Higgins, drops a bomb on Newsmax. This is a is a headline from Gateway Pundit. He says over 200 FBI agents embedded within the crowd on January 6th and FBI agents behind talk of violence in chat groups. And it also says this is exactly what J6 political prisoner Jeffrey McKellop told the Gateway Pundit from his prison cell back in March of 2023. Jeffrey McKellop is also a special forces group soldier and U.S. government contractor. And so he's bringing this information up March 2023 when you can really look at Jeremy Brown bringing this information up in 2021. We have two sides of the story here, right? Jeremy's got the evidence of agents coming to him, asking him to be a confidential human source embedded in the Oath Keepers. Unknown caller. And don't forget, they mentioned an event in January. At Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be well, What happened to Jeffrey McKellop? If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility. He was telling the Gateway Pundit that he re could recognize all of the agents in the crowd because that's what he used to do. You may start the conversation now. All right. This is getting pretty juicy. So the only gun seen on January 6th is by a guy that hasn't been arrested, and it just happens to be the same model issued to go the government. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see what else she has to say. I'm sure that's a quinky dink. Oh, yeah. Like the rest of the... You know, because they're so expensive. I mean, hell, I don't even have a SIG. I would love to have a SIG. But see, I have to buy guns that are good bangs for their buck because, see, I don't have unlimited military defense spending budget uh, and FBI budget, so I can't buy a SIG, right? Oh, that's where our taxpayer <laughs> I would, dollars I would love are going. To. They're all, 
That's right. Only the best for our undercover agents. Yep. We reached out to the DOJ and the FBI for comments, but we're still waiting for a response. What have you learned so far? We're tracking down different ideas and theories, and one of those theories was that there were undercover law enforcement officers in the crowds. We know that to be true. Some would have a reason to be there, but there's also been speculation that there were federal agents or local law enforcement that were encouraging people to go in the Capitol. Congressman Barry Loudermilk from Georgia's 11th Congressional District has been on the Hill for almost a decade. He's the chair of the House Administration's subcommittee investigating the investigators, trying to get to the bottom of the security failures around January 6th. There was one video clip that had made it out uh, in public that some people had claimed this was definitely a police officer. We verified that to be true. This is the clip recorded on the body cam of the undercover officer in question. I've never seen anything like this. He can be heard chanting. USA! 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 Yeah, they're fucking, they're, they're throwing shit all fuck everywhere. And at times urging the crowd to advance. Go, go, let's go, go. Tear gas, it's tear gas. The committee has not made his name public yet, but he was identified to defense attorneys as Officer Nicholas Tomasula. We've already been able to say, confirm, yes, this was a Metropolitan Police officer. Undercover. Undercover. Who was doing what? He was, at, at one point, he was helping people climb up the scaffolding, because remember, out on the West Terrace, the scaffolding was being built for the inauguration. He was helping people get up the scaffolding and telling them, go, 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 keep going, keep going. Go, 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 keep going, keep going. Well, according to what police told the New York Times and other reporters right after January 6th, people used that scaffolding to get to the Upper West Terrace. And they defined that as a critical access point that day. So if you have an undercover police officer assisting people in climbing up there, that doesn't sound insignificant. No, it, it isn't. Now, the next question is, what was he doing, right? Why was he telling those people to go? And why was he there? And, and why was he there? And, and who, that's a, coup, a key question. Who, who put him there? Exactly. Now, could it be he's trying to get up to the top to help, right? He's got other officers there. And so he's just telling them, go, go, go. I'm trying to get up there. But <laughs> the fact is, when he gets up there, he doesn't help. He just turns and walks away from the camera. Now, that is a so conspiracy he's encouraging and assisting other people. <laughs> that's what it appears is happening. Oh, yeah. Loudermilk, a 59-year-old Air Force veteran, told us he doesn't like leaks and he's played his cards close to his chest intentionally. There's a video that has police officers on the west side by the fountain yelling at each other, and one of them says, we're hurting innocent people. And they say, uh, for every one we're pulling out, we're making 10 angrier. You know, when you listen to that, you have the sense that the officers were set up for failure as much as the protesters. Yeah. And we've got a video of officers saying we were set up. They set us the fuck up. That's what they did. They set us up. They set up 64. Oh, absolutely. And then the answer to the They set us up. 
They needed everybody. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. Your thoughts. This is a perfect example of a good guy realizing that he is part of a bad guy's compartmentalized operation. Where the fuck are these guys and why are they not coming forward and saying what they just said in the moment on a stand in front of Congress, in front of judges, in front of defense attorneys, in front of you, Jen. In fact, they should be sitting in your interview series and telling people they felt on January 6th that their undercover tasking, which is what it was, they were tasked to be there. They didn't volunteer to be there. They should explain why at that moment they felt that their undercover tasking set up. The reason is because good guys can sense when bad things are happening. And this is perfect evidence. And I want to know why Congressman Loudermilk hasn't drugged the MPD's entire chain of command in front of his committee. And maybe he hasn't. But he should start telling the American people the steps that he is taking. Because every single day that goes by in this fucking fraud is a day that another person's life is being ruined. And every single day that goes by with their delays and their subcommittee hearings and their hard keeping things close to my chest. Yeah, well, tell that to the wife that walked out on her husband because she's tired of it all. Tell that to the child that has been without their father or their mother. Tell that to the men that took their own lives yeah. because of this nonsense. About how you're keeping this all close hold No, you need to be rounding these motherfuckers up and putting them up, put them in the cell with me, and I'll take care of them. I'll catch an additional charge. Round those sons of bitches up and put them in my cell. I've got plenty of relationships here in jail. You know why? Because unconventional warfare never stops. Yeah. Put them in my cell and I'll take care of the problem. We know that they made a lot of these officers. This is sign, out. Sign. This is outrageous. What I am hearing right now is outrageous. That the same. I've been saying this for three fucking years, and now this son of a bitch has all this information. And he, look, this is just what Laura Logan has been able to get her hands on. And here, this so-called member of Congress has all this information, and he allows lies to continue to be destroyed on a daily basis by the DOJ and the FBI, which is a United States terrorist organization that I just laid out the other day by simply laying out all the requirements of a domestic terrorist. The FBI has met all of them in triplicate, and yet he knows that they're out there rounding people up to this day every single day, and this is from this exists, and it has not led to any action on the part of our I am disgusted to the point where I literally right now want to fucking throw 
this damn tablet out into the day room and hit a very large gang member just so we can, just so I can release my anger. This, I, 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 I you know, we should probably just stop. Yeah, they, I cannot believe. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Oh my god! They made these officers sign these non-disclosure forms, which is also very suspicious. I don't give a fuck what they told them to sign. You know what? I signed non-disclosure agreements too. You know what? It's a piece of paper. They are protecting the wrong people. They are on the wrong side of history. And I, I, you know what? Earlier today, I might have told Jen that I was tired and I might have told Kyleen that I'm ready to take a plea deal and I'm sick of incompetent lawyers and crooked prosecutors and complicit judges. I'm sick of it all. But you know what? I will, I will die. I will die exposing these sons of bitches. And if I have to track them down myself and hold the microphone to their face and dox them or do whatever, they will not get away with this. And you know what? I know the DOJ is listening. I know the FBI is listening. I I want them to hear. I want them to know that I am going to destroy all of their lives. It is the last thing that I do. So you better hope that you kill me or find something else to lock me away for even longer. And it better be one of those prisons built into the side of the mountain because I will not stop. And I will train my friends here in the jail to not stop. Until every single one of you demons, you enemies, of this republic, you shitters on the Constitution are rounded up yourself. And the idea that there are members of Congress that are taking their sweet ass time with this information, just it out nice and slow, as if it doesn't matter, you're wrong. And if I have to speak and every Democrat who's running against a Republican incumbent and every Republican running against a Democrat incumbent rallies and tell them the truth of how that incumbent is a piece of shit, then that is what I will do. I am so angry right now. There's a lot of truth coming up to the surface and a lot of confirmations. And nothing is being done about it. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that. Clay Higgins just said that there were 200, he believes 200 federal uh, informants, confidential human sources. And Tyling personally emailed Clay Higgins email, personal email address, not his congressional email address, his personal email address with a statement from me explaining to him that if he really wants to get to the bottom of this, he needs to talk to me. And as of, as of today, this was last week, last Thursday, 
when I heard for the first time Clay Higgins questioning Ray uh, Christopher Ray, and I said, oh, maybe this guy is interested in holding these people accountable. And so I reached out to my girlfriend. I said, hey, you have Clay Higgins' personal contact? Yes. She's like, yeah, I have his, his cell phone. I, have his, I said, send him this message. And I, you know, whatever you, I dictated a message to send to him last week. And there's been no response. What does that tell you, America? In fact, this weekend, I have people personally tracking Tucker Carlson down at an event that he will be at in Tampa with a letter and a packet that I have personally designed and that my team has put together to present to Tucker Carlson and say, you need to look into my case. Please, by all means, try to prove me wrong if you must. So hopefully that gets to them. And you know the the team that is going to do that. Hopefully you have they're, one minute left. I will say uh, they're hard chargers, and I, and I don't doubt. It. I mean, I'm sorry. This is that listening to that is unbelievable. I'm I'm literally in shock that they have this information. This is exactly what I've been telling you all, that this was a military and intelligence coup against the American people. As admitted, they're infiltrating both sides. This isn't political. This is attacking the American people, left, right, black, white, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They want to destroy us all. And if you continue to believe their lies and their narrative, and you continue to let these elected officials get away with covering this up, Thank by you for slow walking secure it. it. Goodbye. That clip at the beginning that we played, Idiocracy, that's the route we're going. These things aren't corrected. And how do they get corrected? I read that... I think it was 18 more January 6th individuals arrested in November alone. He's absolutely right. It, we can call them. We can write them. These videos have been out. Th these videos are not new. I saw this, this officer making this statement months ago. And he's absolutely right. Someone, uh, actually, Jerry Perna, okay, the aunt of Matthew Perna. Unknown caller. Tweeted recently, um, she put a list of all the representatives that she had contacted and hadn't heard back from. This County, Florida. And she was this calling on Ron DeSantis because he's a governor of Florida, which she lives, okay? And a lot of people said, well, he can't do anything. And I said, that's the problem. Accepting that he can do nothing. That's just not right. I want somebody to ask that officer from the Metropolitan Department working undercover. Who do you mean by they? So Jeremy, just to just to let you know, that's a that's a uniformed officer. 
And he's a. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just let me. Ask him. Who is they in the Senate? They set us up. That's the question that needs to be asked with these officers. And guess what? Now, disclosure agreements, just like uh, security classifications, uh, are not binding when they're used to cover up crimes. You can't classify something as secret, top secret if it's covering up a crime or preventing the embarrassment of an agency or person yeah. or meant to uh, delay useful information. And you can't sign a non-disclosure agreement to cover up the commission of crimes. Can someone please explain this to these officers? Can someone please explain this to these members of Congress? Can someone please explain to Representative Loudermilk that you're not a judge and so why are you holding your investigation close to your vest? The Democrats didn't. In fact, they scheduled prime time hearing, highly produced by ABC producers. So why are you exposing this information to the American people? Hey, you can't arrest any of these people. And the best you can do is issue criminal referrals to the Department of Justice that literally is responsible for covering up this entire operation. So your only hope of achieving what you claim your goal is is to give this information directly to the people and let their torches and pitchforks do the work. Those are figurative torches and pitchforks just for those who are listening on behalf of the FBI. This, this I, 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 uh, I, I, I'm, I'm literally deciding myself doing so. Say something happy. Man, well, tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> and who knows <laughs> what could happen tomorrow. This whole thing could get blown open tomorrow. We don't know. And that's just a few hours away. Oh, my God. But let me tell you something, some of these comments in here. R.D. Hayward, he says, God bless you, Jeremy. Let me read this sentiment back to you. Who is more qualified to endure what you're going through? Keep your temperament. You will endure. This too shall pass. Deo Presso Liber. Leto says, that's right, Jeremy. Scott says, these members of Congress are all shitbags. PS34, Ivan Raikland gave us his number. We need to use it. He's right. Referring to you. Leto, they're hurting, they're hurting the public by locking up its leaders. And uh, Scott says, no one can tell me there isn't a senator or a judge or even congressperson to get the marshals to let all J6ers out. And, you know, I, I was just saying this when you were offline for a second. Jerry Perna posted that all the Congress people that she had contacted for help and not one of them responded. And a lot of people on in the comments said, well, you know, Ron DeSantis can't do anything because that's who she was calling out. But 
this is my problem with people who are diehard Republicans. Okay. You just accept. Now he, he can't do anything. You show me within the means of the law that he can do anything about this. At it. Shut up. Sure. He can. Okay. Sure. He can. Exactly. He could call for uh, a formation of a, a, a confederacy of states to call for a constitutional convention to disband the federal government. He can expel all federal agents from the state of Florida. He can do all kinds of things. See, here's the problem with watching Fox News, CNN. The federal government works for the states, people. Read the damn Constitution. The federal government is not superior to the state. It only has supremacy in areas that are directly addressed by the U.S. Constitution. In all other manners, it is the state, respectively, or the people that have the authority. There is no constitutional basis for a federal criminal code, nor federal criminal law enforcement agency. And so, therefore, a governor of a state, if he had balls, and wasn't just some pansy, Yale law school, skull and bones, uh, closet globalist, who poses like he's a Navy SEAL, but has a blue barrel clearly indicating that he's in training. Oh, yeah, I told Jen all about that. One of these days, we're going to analyze that campaign photo of Ron DeSantis. And then maybe when he's not busy turning over my correspondence to the FBI, uh, he might actually get a real combat photo. But just because he's gutless, spineless, and ballless, like all of the other elected Republicans, apparently, doesn't mean we shouldn't hold them accountable. It doesn't mean that every time we see them, they shouldn't run in the other direction because they know that we're going to ask them, when are you going to kick the FBI out of Florida? When are you going to say something about the January 6th? You know, your state has the most January 6th convicted people in prison of any other state. When are you going to do something, Mr. DeSantis? No wonder the guy is imploding and losing to the prettiest little globalist there is in her five-inch heels. I mean, Nikki Haley is like the Republican version of Hillary Clinton when it comes to warmongering, and Ronda Sanchez is losing to her. Because, see, here's the thing. People can smell a rat. And so just because politicians aren't going to do anything. We shouldn't let them get away with it. It's like I say all the time. Go to their little pom-pom event and embarrass the shit out of them by just asking them the same question over and over and over again. Uh, what What are you doing about the January 6th victims of the military intelligence coup? What are you doing to stop federal overreach? Pick any question. And just keep asking them over and over again, not to get their response. No, but to ridicule them and let them know that you're not going away. You see, this is what the left does. This is why 
communists and Marxists are so successful. Because, see, they convince stupid people to do it. Imagine what we could do with all of the intelligent conservatives out there. Think of the actual legitimate questions of which we would be perfectly able to respond to, right? See, your average leftist will say something, and then when you ask them, when you try to engage in a conversation, they, just, they don't know what to say. They're like, they're, you know, like a, a robot, like a fembot, right? Everybody knows Austin Power, the fembot, where Austin is dancing, and the fembot, they lose control and their heads explode. See, that's what happens to the leftist useful idiots when they use this tactic. Imagine what an intelligent conservative that knows the issues that's actually involved, that's hyper-informed. Imagine what they can do when some uh, politician tries to come back with a witty uh, Gavin Newsom-style comeback. You could destroy them. And yet, we're too busy cheering and rah-rahing, and we say, oh, but we don't support this incumbent establishment Republican, but Democrat might win. What would be the difference? Yeah. Would we give less money to Angola if the Democrats were in charge? I mean, look, look, we have to stop playing their game that they've spent a lot of time perfecting. Politics is a Harlem Globetrotters game. It's not real. It's a professional wrestling match. Democrats are the evil but world heavyweight belt-wearing champions, right? And Republicans are the jobbers. You know, the guy with the uh, solid tone. Uh, uh, great smugglers with the matching knee pads that gets in there and loses real quick. Yeah, that, that's politics. So if we keep playing along with it, like, oh, well, the Republicans, they're going to save us. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not going to save us unless we make them do their job. But they're not going to do their job as long as they don't hear us. Right? Well, you're absolutely right. They're not doing anything right now. And they haven't been Boy, for quite some time. Did, did you did you totally lose me that whole time? No, I heard you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look, people at a job they don't like still do the job because they're getting fired. Okay. Until we make our elected officials fear getting fired for not doing the right thing, well, then we're going to continue to be stuck in this fake conservative. Right? Or, or Jesse Kelly called it nursery rhyme conservatism. Oh, oh, we want liberty. We want freedom. Unless you're going to cut Social Security or Medicare, in that case, we will gladly give up liberty and freedom. See, this is why you shouldn't podcast angry, Jen. <laughs> it's better to get all the energy out. You, you, have, you have taken the goodwill given to me Joseph Robinette Biden's proclamation that this was the cheapest Thanksgiving 
the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving in history, and you've totally thrown it out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. I mean, Ivan, when, when you got off the other week, Ivan Raikland did give us some, you know, people to call, some phone numbers to just start flooding people's uh, inboxes <laughs> and, and voicemails with what we want done and where to focus. And you're saying the exact same thing. You know, people need to... Well, now that, you know, now it seems like the tide is turning a little bit. People are becoming more aware of what January 6th, I don't know, well, hey, know exactly what it was. Imagine how aware they would be. Imagine how aware they would be if their elected officials weren't keeping things close hold. If right. our elected officials didn't really hate leaks, because we wouldn't want to leak the truth. Uh, what, 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 what are you trying to protect from the leaks? I mean, uh, like, I, I don't, I don't even understand. Like, the purpose of congressional hearings is exposing to the people. Like, are, are the Republicans running their own secret star chamber behind the scenes, where they're secretly rounding up FBI agents and DOJ prosecutors who are committing illegal acts? I mean, what are they hiding this information from the American people for? What is the purpose? Do, do they think that the DOJ prosecutors yeah, and judges and federal agents are going to flee the country? Good! Let them flee! Tell them, tomorrow we're coming to your office and we're going to arrest you all. So if you don't want to be arrested, get the hell out of our country. That would be a good thing. I'll take that as a victory. I just don't understand this idea of congressional investigations that are somehow secret as if they mean a damn thing. Because what has ever happened? What, as a, what positive result has ever happened from a congressional investigation? Can somebody please tell me that? Other than what's probably going to happen, which is the reauthorization of seven, you know, 702 of FISA so they can continue to silence. These people disgust me, and I hope they know it. Yeah. All right, Jen, let's cut it off for tonight. I can't take it anymore. Okay. We'll come back Monday. I'll be happy. I'll sing. Thank uh, you for everything using is awesome. Securus. Goodbye. I would say level irate on that. And he has uh, every right to feel that way. And really, we all should feel that way and be that upset. Um, me just so that everyone knows why I came to the table when I see injustice and I realized what was going on with Jeremy, I looked more into January 6th, you know, what is my part in this is to help Jeremy get his voice out as much as possible because he is the one trained in unconventional warfare. He knew this was being cooked up a lot earlier than others. And he has the evidence to show it. So everybody, if everybody listening to this, if you are interested in making an impact, if you have not yet called a congressperson, how can you amplify this message? How can you get people to see what's actually going on and 
maybe then they will be so fired up by the injustice that is occurring here. Yeah, a coup happened that day. But it's not the kind that everyone on the left thinks it was. Scott's saying Jeremy needs to repeat that exact speech on the Alex Jones show so millions can hear it. I absolutely agree. I was thinking I should cut it up later and just put what he said out there, just just what he's talking about. He also says they're making it look like they're upset and doing something, referring to congressmen, congresspeople, while burying all of it. Leto says, peace go with you, Jeremy. Manasu says, it makes my head hurt. Absolutely. Or your heart hurt. Yeah, absolutely. When you see injustice of this scale, we see it in other places. We see human trafficking, the, the child labor, just as we were talking about earlier in this show. The other week, we were talking about the children in some parts of Afghanistan. Okay. All of the injustices in the world. But when you come back to America, major, major offense on the whole of the American people. Our brothers and sisters are being unjustly put in jail. Why? Because they got entrapped by their own government, our government that's been lying to us for decades about going to other parts of the world to fight for our own freedom, fight for other people's freedom while we're losing American lives. Corporations are getting rich and now they're trying to pull scam after scam after scam on us. But who's really hurting here? Are all of the people who are not just in jail for January 6th, but their families as well. Jeremy's absolutely right. Keep those cards close to your heart. Tell that to the wife who can't pay the mortgage because her veteran husband got his benefits taken away. Tell that to Gabriel Garcia, who we just had an interview with, who's got the quad S on his airline uh, brochure ticket, whatever. Extra screening all the time. Doesn't make it to his flight sometimes because he's, I don't know about that guy. We're already overbooked. Let's get somebody else on there so he can get extra screening and be late to his court hearing. Let's put the baby on the terrorist watch list. Look at these terrorists. Domestic terrorists. Flying American flags. Don't tread on me. Gadsden flags. Having pride in their country. Standing in front of abortion clinics, Catholics, going to school board meetings. The American people are under attack by our own government. What can you do to plug a hole? Stop the bleeding just a little bit. I'm going to play the last few minutes of this of this video because I'm sure Jeremy does not want to watch it. But let's finish it up.
That's one of the things that we want to know. What do they mean by that? What exactly do you mean that you were set up? Because there's a lot of interpretations. Are you investigating the possibility that instigators and other people inserted themselves in the crowd and, uh, and took action to provoke the crowd and to provoke the police. So they were provoking both yeah, sides. I mean, there was there was definitely that there. I don't know who they are. We're looking into that. But, you know, you're talking about the great contrast. You've got the people over here that when we do have audio are saying, hey, we appreciate you guys, you know, talking to law enforcement. Yes, protesters then, in the midst of the violence saying we're on your got, side. Yeah, and then we've got other folks that have steel pipes that are, you know, beating officers with it. So when has that ever happened at a Trump rally? Never. For the congressman, it's somewhat personal. After being falsely accused of leading a surveillance mission inside the Capitol the day before January 6, he said the truth has to get out and subpoenas may be next. What have you learned about what really happened that day that you didn't know at the time? Well, first I've learned about pain. All I said, I put my hands up. I said, don't touch me, please. Don't hurt me, please. I said, and he's like, I'll do whatever the hell I want to you. And I said, I have constitutional rights. Please don't. He's like, you don't have any rights in here. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what we're facing right now. Uh complete wiping away of your rights and i'm sure you've heard of it by now jack smith was asking twitter for all of the twitter data regarding trump anyone who liked followed or retweeted trump they want the information for they gave twitter a search warrant twitter didn't comply at first judge beryl howard slapped him with a fine and according to this article from the politics brief, uh, Twitter handed over the data after they got hit with a fine. That's just according to the article. I don't know if that actually happened. It seemed like Elon Musk would be the kind of guy that wouldn't hand it over. But then again, he says and does things, two different things, okay? Uh, some time ago, I said, this is going to come to a point where when you like or, yeah, I said, when you like a tweet, they're going to hold that against you. That'll be their probable cause for their search warrant. And now we have this article. Now that is a fact. You got a Gadsden flag. You've got an American flag. Look what you said online. You liked that tweet. You must have agreed with it. That's where we're at, folks. And just like Manasu said in the comments, all of this we are paying for with our tax dollars. We are being persecuted and we're paying for it. That's where we're at. Scott says this guy is so full of shit it's coming out of his mouth. He's doing nothing behind the scenes. Yeah. I... You're absolutely right. What is he doing? And is he only interested because he was pegged for doing some recon in the Capitol the day before? Because he feels personally affected? Jeremy's absolutely right. 
these committees are nothing. Why don't you come out? Why don't you go on Tucker Carlson? Why don't you have a, a town hall meeting for the the nation? You can do a press conference, right? Not just on Twitter. I see a couple representatives supporting the J6 community now, the truth of what happened on J6, only after some of those videos came out. A lot of videos have been out this entire time, including body camera video, including that one that we just saw. Man, I, I'm, with, I'm with Jeremy on all that. It's despicable. More needs to be done, and I will not be one of those citizens who says, well, at least they have a committee. You know, we don't know what, what's going on behind closed doors. We can't, we can't uh, kick everybody out of the group. There's got to be somebody. No, no, no. Okay, no. I'm not going to reiterate everything Jeremy said. Just I agree with everything he said. He's absolutely right. With that, I hope everybody has a wonderful night, a great weekend. Again, we have the fundraiser for Jeremy Brown on December 9th in Tampa, Florida. If you're interested in attending, the tickets are $99. We're going to have a silent raffle. A silent raffle, I always say that. A silent auction and a raffle. Please email thefusioncell at protonmail.com to learn more. And you can pay for your tickets in two ways. You can send a check to the trust fund or you can send money into the Give, Send, Go. But either way, please send an email first so that we can get that squared away. That's from 5 to 9 p.m. December 9th in Tampa, Florida. And if you'd like to get a stocking stuffer, make honeygreatagain.com. Your code there is J6 Green Beret to get $5 going back to Jeremy. Thank you, everybody, for, for being here, for listening, for being involved. I hope we can all find some way to chip away at this block because it's overtaking our country. Whatever you do, folks, as Jeremy says, don't do nothing. Have a good night. World domination, same old dream. The universe grows smaller every day. This nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. It was a great word.